This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Yelton, we have a podcast. Diving, diving deep, deep, diving deep into all things Texas, both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Utopia. So let's let's transition over to that. Let's talk about free agency a little bit, and then we'll get to some of the things that you're seeing and looking forward to seeing at the combine. Cody Stutes, uh, Houston Football, uh, joining me on the Utopia Football Podcast. So um, let's let's start with let's start with what you were just talking about. Texans inside the building. There is there anything D'Amico or Nick said over the last couple of days, or anything that 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 you are you know buzz that you're hearing around certain guys. With, that that have affected, I'll say, your handicap on the odds of certain guys coming back here. Do you feel like after listening to D'Amico and Nick talk and then just hearing the normal rumor mill and things like that, that maybe there's more Texans that are getting ready to come back to the team than we thought or fewer? How are you feeling right now about the guys that are that were on the Texans last year? Not all of them, but just, the you know, we, we know who the main players are in all this, the five or six guys who are on who, who are free agents now. Um, what, what's your general feel on the the Texans' own free agents right now? I'll I'll take the cheese from D'Amico Ryan's and even Nick Casario on Devin Singletary, and 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 I understand maybe that's very clearly sending a message to the free agent running backs. Say, hey, we like Devin Singletary, we're comfortable with him. But when D'Amico Ryan's spends thirty seconds total talking about Jonathan Grenard and Dalton Schultz combined, and then he spends nearly forty five seconds talking about how much he loved Devin Singletary. I don't think that's without reason Um, and and with a certainly an understanding of, you know, hey, they could bring back Devin Singletary, who had his most rushing yards uh, in a season with this team, went over a thousand total scrimmage yards with this team. They could bring him back, add to the running back room with something else, and they'd be within very much a realm of, of being successful with the running back. I've talked to a few people that don't believe that Steven Nelson's going to find the market that he that is going to develop that he thinks is going to develop for him um the age and being injured at the end of the season has worked against him in sort of the evaluation of what he can do um so i i, I don't i don't believe steven nelson will be back that's not based on anything that casario or D'Amico ryan said I don't believe he'll be back, and that is a strong sentiment amongst people here in Indianapolis that Stephen Nelson is mm. not going to be back on the Texans. Now, it's not a great free agent cornerback market, so if right. something doesn't develop, somebody doesn't show up, then maybe you feel comfortable bringing back Stephen Nelson. Uh, the, the Grenard conversation is interesting. There's a lot of guys from other teams that really like him. Um, I, I heard the, the, the Bears kind of 
where a team that might be interested just spend a bunch of money um, and have two young monsters at the end with Sweat and Jonathan Bernard. So mm-hmm. th- that's a really interesting one. I think Blake Cashman's a situation where if it fits, they'll bring him back. I, Nick Casario kind of slid in just a comment about him where if he's back, he has a role. And, yeah. and, and he's a guy that the role has increased every year with the team. Um, you know, some pretty good free agent linebackers. So it's, it's kind of, it's kind of, you know, take it or leave it with Blake Cashman. I would think, I don't think it's one of those have to have it situations with yeah. him. And then really, I, if they like a guy from a depth perspective, they, they would do well to keep that guy in the building and be comfortable with him as a depth player versus, you know, bringing in a new veteran that they don't know about. So I, I do get that sentiment that, Hey, maybe some of these depth pieces could be back. Whereas some of these previous starters might be swapped out for upgrades. Yeah, it is funny, Cody, because like you, you, all those guys you name. I was just reading an article before you and I got on the air about Alex Bregman and the, you know, he's he'll probably be a free agent next year. And I was talking about the Astros and how they they just like I walk in free agency, but there always seems to be some sort of solution internally to backfill that. And I, uh, you know, Pena with Correa and Garrett Cole leaves and you get all these pitchers and this and that. And obviously players we're talking about are not at the level Pegman is as a player of the Astros. These are all sort of, you know, middle to upper tier, middle to like average to slight above average guys. But all the guys you're rattling off, like there really is no internal solution. Like this is still not a deep football. Like Blake Cashman leaves and now you're putting Henry Totoa in there. Steven Nelson leaves. Your next corner is D'Angelo Ross, you know, or, or, you know, Kadar Holman or somebody like that. You know, Dalton Schultz leaves and now it's the, you know, Brevin Jordan, Tegan Catoriano show. That's no good. You know, so I mean, it's not horrible, but it's like it's not ideal. Um, Yeah. They're these walk in there. I think it it really their struggle. It may be a struggle to find guys to backfill. And it certainly impacts that 23rd overall pick as well. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. How free agency works, and I, I actually had somebody tell me that even if they made some successful moves in free agency from a defensive line perspective, they might still use defensive line as sort of the priority at that twenty third overall pick. But there's a, there's a lot of different ways they can go with twenty three because you may get some really good players pushed down the board because of positions the Texans maybe won't address or wouldn't be in a position to address. And so they push, you know, some good players that you do want or need down the board as well. Um, so before we get to stuff going on at the combine, as long as we're talking about uh, free agency, where are you on the running back position? I mean, you just talked about where you think things could go with Evan Singletary, but I'm just talking about your opinion, I guess, here, because Saquon Barkley has been a very polarizing figure amongst the free agency chair. Uh, Dick Henry's name has certainly been one that's been front and center. Josh Jacobs as well. Where are you on what you think Texans should do in terms of attacking veteran free agent running back market? I'm a I'm a Josh Jacobs Saquon Barkley guy. I, I'd like the big investment, and with with Saquon, you I would hope that the the backup investment's a little bit larger than say Josh Jacobs. You know, Jacobs is a couple of years removed from being the scrimmage leader in, in the NFL. Um, you know, he's, he's played a lot of football. You know, Barkley had the injury situation in 2020. He's missed a couple of games here or there. I always look at Barkley and say, well, he's played more games in the past three seasons than Christian McCaffrey has. Now, obviously, McCaffrey's been in the playoffs, while Saquon and the Giants have usually been sitting at home. Um, yeah. You know, but I, I, I want that to be a dynamic position. And if they don't go with one of the big names, I'd like a dual investment, Devin Singletary and 
um, mm-hmm. DeAndre Swift and. Um, so, but that that is a position, and with you know an extra ten million bucks that showed up on the salary cap, and you know Nick Casario yeah. kind of poo pooed that like it wasn't a big deal. He didn't but, get excited about it, did he? <laughs> no. With an extra ten million bucks, it feels like if you want to be a little bit extra, you know, you mm-hmm. want to get two appetizers instead of one appetizer at the restaurant. Okay, yeah. you've got the money to do that. Yeah. Um, where That's are you it. on Derrick Henry? I'm I'm curious. That, you know what that ten million bucks is? That's a running back gift card. That's what that ten million dollars was. Is, so running back is, gift that is, card. That is a that is a that is a a Landry's. That is the, you know what we can go. I think we might be able to go to Vic and Anthony's tonight instead of Grotto. Yeah, you, yeah. you know. You, you um, asked about Derrick Henry. Um, yeah, where are you on Henry? I, I I feel like he'd be awesome for this team. I just worry that he is an outlier. And then he's also an outlier. Like he's an outlier and that he's a unique guy that basically has never carried, like nobody's ever really carried the ball this much since early in their career. And then the same, by the same token, like nobody's been this durable. Well, okay. It, it, it would tell you that he's ready to not be durable uh, from yeah. that standpoint. I mean, I was looking at it the other day. I looked at the top rushers all time and Emmett Smith in his entire career led the league in carries three times. Hmm. Derrick Henry has led the league in carries four times already. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like, how does that guy survive at the NFL level so long? And like, I just worry that if you make that investment and you don't have a good backup, you, you've sunk maybe your running back room to an extent. Sure. I, I guess the question is what's the investment, right? Like, like with any of these free agents, it's hard to have like substantive conversation, like a truly substantive one without going, without knowing like how many years, how much money, how much guaranteed. But like if Derrick Henry, like I see projections for him, like one year, $6 million or something like, I mean, like, I, you know, like, I mean, yeah, like I think it's going to be more than that. But like, if it's, if it's a one year deal that that's not hamstringing you at all. Um, my answer to that it's Cody. And we're going to get to the combine here in a second to anything about Henry and him being an outlier. And boy, this, the, the other shoe's going to drop at some point. Like, how is this happening? My answer is always look at the guy. <laughs> like he like it's not just that he's an outlier that he's made it this far carrying the football that much like he's an outlier like just use your eyes and look at the guy like holy yeah. crap like yeah it's in a lab <laughs> yeah he, he he does he does like cartoon workouts like you know when yes. bugs buddy when bugs buddy would like work out to like fight somebody like that's what derrick henry does in real life it's like it's incredible. that's great